Hello. 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 Wow, we're all vocal and available. Are we doing it? We're doing it. Yes. We have Esben. Hello. We have Esben. How do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Weile. 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 Like all Americans always say Weile. Weile. Oh, it's kind of like Simone Veal, right? You yeah, maybe. That, you know that author? Similar. You know her? Gravity and Grace? No. No. She's great. I think it's great. a lot that you do, though. Yeah. She's great. But I love your name. Thank you. Where, uh, are, you, where are you from? I'm from Denmark, from Copenhagen. Amazing. Yeah. That is so cool. You're an artist. I'm a visual artist, yeah. Yeah. A performance artist as well. Yeah. Doing like performance, sculpture, installations, everything in between. So cool. <laughs> what brings you out to America and um, LA? Yeah, but I did a performance last week in Miami. Oh, cool. Was, was part of yeah, I was going to be in it, but then I didn't go. Yeah, and I, I was so sad. Yeah, where were you? I I was here working on oh. shit. I like wanted to come, but it was just, it did not align. And time. super sick. Thank God I, oh, you yeah, didn't because you got really, got really sick. sick. I forgot. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I got super I sick. I think it was not a fun performance to do being sick. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a piece I made for Museum Tingley in Basel. Oh, cool. Uh, earlier this year. And it's these like giant inflatables, which are made of the same material as um, reflector boards from photo shoots. Amazing. So it's like these mediating flowers, and then it's uh, like seven performers that are performing inside of the structure. So for, cool. Of an awesome like that. God, I that wish was I, so I could see it. The pictures fun. looked amazing. <laughs> was I was really so like at the envy. I was like, that is so fucking sick. Yeah, I mean it is it is a fun piece to to perform, yeah. right? I mean, it's like yeah, letting something. How go. did you get into performing? Um, ooh, I don't know. I think I, st- I before I started studying visual arts, I was at the music conservatorium in Copenhagen. Uh huh. Um, Wait, studying music? I was studying music management, but music I was a DJ. Okay. Uh, cool, great think, DJ. I've danced oh, to yeah, that was how we met, a couple of your sets. It yeah. was delightful. <laughs> We're back. Synchronicity. Okay, so you were studying your DJ. Yeah, um, and I started doing uh, music for fashion shows. Oh, cool. And then I went, yeah, I was working a lot doing like Paris Fashion Week. And I was always, because then, you know, there's all the rehearsals and right. all these like things. And I was also always watching these productions with these catwalks and all the right. light. And I loved when all, like before the models were dressed and in like makeup and all this then they were just walking and they were when they did the rehearsal yeah and i was starting to imagine like okay what will happen if this like situation just like fall completely apart right and i think there was this anxiety for everyone in the production right make like such a big thing and use so many money for only like 10 minutes everyone is like oh there's really a rush about okay nothing can go wrong right and I start like just fantasizing about okay, what will happen if everything <laughs> <laughs> went wrong. And, I'm obsessed with that. And then I started doing these, 
I don't know. Maybe it was in between like a club night. Oh, Aspen, we put the mic close. Yeah, 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 yeah. I started doing these things that was in between a club night and a performance, fashion right. show, uh, like you know. So I made these like in between situations, right. and then I got curated into a group show by a visual artist in Copenhagen. Cool. And I was like, wow, why, why, why are he inviting me? I'm not an artist. Um, but then I made something for it, and I, I was super excited about. When was this? That, oh, that has been maybe 2015. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then I applied for the for the art academy just with the stuff I already made. You know, right. Like with yeah. Documentation of the. Of Where's the, the art academy in Copenhagen? Yeah, it's in, it's in this old castle. It was actually the, <gasps> s- the, it's the second oldest art academy in the world. Wow. The first one was in Paris, and the second one was in Copenhagen. So cool. So it's like a 350 years old castle, um, and we're pretty. It's it's a small school, so you have just access to the castle night and day Whoa. for That's six so years. Sick. Yeah, it's a free as bachelor, free as master. Calarts could never. Yeah, so true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really different yeah. i haven't yeah. been to calais i really want to go but yeah I, I, it's I, cool yeah it, i know of course about the school but i just haven't been there myself wait so then you went to the art academy and studied performance yeah i mean yes i was mm, i also don't see myself as directly a performance artist because i think performance art as is how i think about it it's really connected to the 60s and 70s right. and like how to go into the white cube and place a body and right. the body as a material and i think mm. I'm much more work with like spectacles and uh, situation that is also so connected to material like right. objects. And yeah, music. you're like you're like activating a piece. You yeah, know? exactly. And I'm creating these like images so that are kind of deconstructing themselves from within, a bit like a set with the fashion show. So right. Um, but I started like working more specifically with this kind of um, method or I don't know, yeah, practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also doing just like classical sculpture and like right. other kind of things, but it's always connected somehow to a performative situation. Right. Um, for example, now with all the photos I do from my performances, yeah. uh, I translate them into stained glass pieces. Oh, and wow. These photos from Hyper here in Miami, right. the piece there will be translated into stained glass pieces that so will be cool. exhibited mm-hmm. in London next year. So it's like, you know, this kind yeah. of echo. Yeah, it's like a loop. Exactly. That's so, so cool. Like Referential. Reproducing right. itself and this echo of, of the situation. That's mm. so cool. That translating into different mediums. I love stained glass so much. Yeah, That's, I really can't wait to see it. That's amazing. I've actually was recently at the museum in New York and was thinking about how crazy it is that people have done that for so long and how it's such a, like, I don't do you you do it by hand make yellow stained glass. Yeah, I get them produced. You get them produced. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But but it, it's it's a crazy thing like, yeah. to to do them yourself. It's yeah. Really. I craft. saw someone online who was doing it, and I was like, that is such a feat. I like don't. She was like, I don't know, shaping. It was crazy. I like could not believe the amount of effort it takes to make that. Yeah, I follow a lot of um, stained glass uh, TikTok accounts. And the sound of them like breaking the glass is like <laughs> so pleasurable. Yeah, it's honestly really. There's something about it. Yeah, there's something to breaking glass in general. It's so true. Yeah, but I'm really not so crafty at all. It's, really, I mean, I you're do, more like ideas. Yeah, it's really like a conceptual practice, and then I get stuff produced. I right. also work with like bronze and so yeah, cool glass fiber. Yeah, glass. Yeah. Wow, so, I yeah. want to see all your work. 
Yeah. I need, I need, I need, do you have a studio in Copenhagen? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I just got a studio because I, I finished the art academy in, when was that? Like the spring. Okay. How, how long were you in school? What? How long were you in school? Uh, six, it's six years. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. God. Yeah, it, that's, that, that's what it is. And then like the last one and a half year, I was also um, at the Rebecca class at Stadelschule. So it was like mm. back and forth. Uh, wow. Wait, how does like getting a master's degree in Copenhagen work? Like, is that because here you have do you have to pay for it i don't understand how these things work yeah you have to pay for it here mm-hmm. but and then like you get paid <laughs> you get paid to do it right yeah. that's what i thought that's so crazy but it's quite difficult to get in and it's it's like competitive to get those yeah it's, those sponsorships and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah there's only like i think is it 25 a year maybe uh-huh. 25 people yeah. wow so it's like it's a quiet like tight like, is tight. it mostly people from denmark yeah I will say yes, but then, you know, of course, there is exchange students from other schools. Maybe you should go. Yeah, that's so cool. You get paid to go to school. Yeah, honestly, also the the whole six years thing is really cool. Like, I just finished a semester um, of, like, a two-year MFA program, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, like, a fourth of the way done. (laughs) Like, I'm already mourning it being over. Yeah. So how long is it in total? Um, Well, undergrad is four years, and then... You know, you have the option of going to grad school, which is two years. Do many people do that? Grad school? Um, that's a tough question to ask. I don't think a lot of people do. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like something. I mean, Unless answer. you're like trying to be, I think, a teacher or like a doctor or like get a specialized degree. I feel like a lot of people don't pursue higher learning. Can right? You, can you get yeah. a PhD here in visual arts? Mm, I've never heard of that. Okay. Maybe like maybe like an art history. You yeah. know, you can't get a PhD in visual arts. Can't, I mean, I've never heard of anyone getting a PhD in visual you art. You would know better than me, but I just think that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. But there is like a PhD program. So There's PhD after the six years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can do like three years one. Wait, yeah. PhD. So what kind of you have a what degree would you have you fulfilled then after your six years at the academy? Uh, your master. Masters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Wow. But so, but the four years of undergrad is included. Yeah, like there's a three years bachelor and then a three years master. Mm. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. that's the six years in total. And then of course you can, oh, there's, yeah. Then you could get like a PhD after and you can also, yeah, there's also someone, something more, maybe a doctor or something. Okay. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doctorate. But it's not many people who have do you, that. Have you spent much time in America? No, not at all. Really? I, mean, I went to New York, like when was that? For performer, like years ago for what performer performer what is that uh, this performance is it like an exhibition oh or cool like something it's like this event where there's like performances all over oh cool new york city but yeah i was just there for two weeks or something like that and then i came back i came no then i've been in miami and right la coming back i was in la last year came back this okay year. cool yeah so I mean, and was that for your first time in la yeah, last year was. Hmm. Yeah, I really like it here. I mean, I, I, I like LA more than New York. Oh, yeah. I love to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's what's up. Yeah, same. Same. I mean, it's it makes sense that you would like LA. It's good. Dark? We're good. Because of the fact that you're like, um, you're working with this idea of the spectacle. You yeah. Know? There's a lot of spectacle here. Yeah. What do you think about the, the LA, like... From your perspective of you grew up in Denmark, yeah, like how have you viewed LA over the years and like coming here now? What is your? Do you feel like it's kind of goofy? Mm, I think as a <laughs> European, it's, yeah, I mean, hmm, 
because all Copenhagen's so sexy also I've been there and it's like ooh yeah everyone uh-huh. is hot yeah it's hot everyone is always saying that but in which way <laughs> it's uh, like natural hot or is it more I don't the whole vibe is sexy it feels very in control okay mm-hmm. Denmark yeah. feels like like chic chic like high fashion and chic sort of mm-hmm. I don't know from my yeah. vantage point in my time there yeah everyone's like, like tall and like what? everyone's like tall mm. and like statuesque gorgeous yeah. pointy elven elven yeah elven i think copenhageners really like to think of themselves as the scandinavian berlin which is so funny <laughs> because it's really not but you know in scandinavia you have stockholm which is like really Ugh. controlled right mm. you know there's i mean there is a lot of, uh, yeah i think a lot of danes think that it's a bit like tight in stockholm i love scandinavia yeah yeah you have also you have also been in stockholm i've been to um gothenburg oh okay yeah which is insane it's so beautiful it's I, when i went to sweden i was like i feel like my past lives were here mm. like i felt so connected to the land i'm not even the type of bitch to say that like i'm not that person but i literally was like i called my mom and i was like i literally feel so connected to the land i feel like I, in my past <laughs> lives i was in sweden well and i mean y'all all look swedish like her her mother yeah her aunts her grandmother we they're got, all like really blonde we got fairy vibes yeah big fairy vibes but yeah i don't know it was weird i like i've never really been take taken with a place like that and i was like damn this is crazy that was how i had it when i went to rome and the really? vatican yeah I was <gasps> i've like, always wanted the to vatican yeah i was like i have been here before oh <laughs> <laughs> and you know i i can never find my way like yeah. also just to go here like yeah our friend anna has to drive me i mean i can't find my way anywhere <laughs> and then when i came in there i just knew exactly where to go oh my and god I, was, I really had this experience of like have been been there before that's so like crazy that. Yeah. i that is really interesting i wonder I, if anyone feels that about la well like i've been here before yeah like this is this is where i'm meant to be yeah i don't know i have like i feel like that i'm supposed to be here but in this life yeah me it's too. Like, it's more like this is my modern choice yeah this is the modern me yeah yeah but where did you live before i've always been here okay, okay i yeah. grew up here and i was born here but i i did move away for a while but i i love it ultimately i had resistance towards the culture growing up though it felt very um like like artificial shallow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it felt shallow and like i had to find make my own way to build something i think that felt more authentic and like sincere for me you know yeah yeah. when i moved here from new york i hated it for two years really like i hated it i was like embarrassed love it now (laughs) now i love it i i love it (laughs) but how did it change for you um i don't know i think i met the right people i didn't realize you hated it that's so funny yeah i hate it when people like move here from new york and they're like ugh like i don't know why i'm here i'm like just give it two years which seems like a lot of time but like it's worth it in the end because it's i yeah. i can't picture myself living anywhere else i mean sophia and frank just moved here from a from new york and they both are vibing ultimately yeah. i think well they live in like a fairy tale cottage yeah that's true. with a literal fairy thank you <laughs> <laughs> but is it difficult to live here in la yeah i mean i don't think so but also like i don't have perspective i mean i know not to be like political but i know in other countries like the healthcare is better and all this stuff and like the resources that you get are better so like 
I've never had access to any of that or like that kind of security. So to me, it's like living it's in normalized. L- yeah, living in LA feels super easy. It definitely is easier, at least in my perspective, like from New York, from New York. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Same. I could not live in New York. It was not good for me. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because that was like a conversation me and Espen had in Miami. What? Like, um, I believe you were like, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, it's kind of scary. Like, not American culture, but like kind of like the sort of socioeconomic system that we live in. It's scary. It's like you, you didn't, I found it like really interesting because you didn't grow up like with this fear of like, you know having some sort of big sickness or like right. life event where you like don't no, and it's funny because i get that that fear which is like visiting and i'm not even a part of this yeah. society <laughs> so like no matter what it yeah. will not like be influential on my life but yeah it's just a feeling i think i'm just getting scared about the thing about everyone it feels like sometimes here that yeah. everybody needs to be on the grind all the time yes totally and it's uh, work all the time both like you know social like to to be socialist work to like to work is work like and everyone yeah. in copenhagen is talking about how to work less you know so it's right. kind of like the yeah. opposite and then yeah i just i don't know maybe it's just an anxiety inside of me of this like a falling through you know yeah this whole thing of uh, that there will be no nothing that will no one that will catch you like, no completely and i think in denmark we have like yeah free health i mean the free social system free yeah. like all these kind of things so no matter what you will not be fucked up like, yeah it's, it's fine of course that also really privileged to say but it's also kind of true yeah um and no it's really bad here i mean like the homelessness in la and like the resources that they have for those people who need help it's like terrible honestly and like seriously needs reform it's crazy like yeah also because of course it's also class society in denmark but it's just like not that crazy like you know yeah. it's not that what is it called severe yeah exactly yeah. so mm, i i think it's about that and then it comes sometimes i get overwhelmed about yeah. like well okay shit how do you do this like, i know i mean i literally like i actually have anxiety surrounding these things because i remember earlier in my life i heard obviously about like the healthcare in other places and i was like how is this normal here but like and it really like threw me for a loop but then i would just kind of be like well i have my family in la and that was like comforting was knowing i was close to my like extended family and like okay they if i get in a really weird situation of any kind like they can help me and like as i grow friendships i'm like okay this is like securing and like and it's obviously not the same as having like an infrastructure that is like supporting you but it's like all i have well it's all i have yeah i remember that's like something that i mentioned in this conversation that we yeah. had that we're referencing like i was like well there, you know you develop like family you develop like this like sort of interdependence within your community and yeah. like you develop these relationships where you're like okay if i need how, if I get sick like I have like friends that will like come bring me soup and yeah. stuff like that um if I'm like struggling emotionally I have like you and Wendy yeah. and like these people in my life that will carry me through and I remember saying that and then Aspen and Anna our friend Anna who's also from Denmark were like yeah but we have that too and I was like fuck <laughs> I know literally and I, I was mean, like if I get sick I know that like my friends are gonna like come to care of me in Denmark we just have a bigger responsibility basically yeah. to each other but it's yeah like, and I think that's true yeah without knowing it yeah like there's like a stronger interdependence Not that's not necessarily good I mean I obviously think that I don't 
I don't fuck with the way things are set up, TBH. Yeah. I mean, Anna was just like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to rely on it. It's more like sort of like woven into the fabric right. of like how we perceive like community and relationships. And I'm like, damn, that sounds nicer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also think, think about it in relation to like the idea of freedom and it feels like, you know, America is like the land of freedom. And we're like, how can you feel free if there is no one to get, like, is there no system to back you up yeah. somehow? Um, I think when they say freedom, they mean you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. on your you're own, buddy. to, like, kind of figure it out if something yeah. goes bad. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's on you. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of freedom they're talking about. It's what? also, like, freedom. Yeah, it's the great irony of, yeah. like, you know, this emphasis on this idea of freedom. It's, like, freedom for who? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freedom for, like, this specific small group of people. They're so iconic for that. <laughs> Those crazy <Yeah>. bitches. <laughs> the ultimate grifters, our yeah. forefathers. They're gaslighting us. <laughs> Literally. It's gaslight, <laughs> gatekeep. Guy boss. America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I no, but when you said before, like, much earlier about um, how it is, to be here like how how what my idea was of, of LA yeah. before I went here something like that oh I just think about it now that I, I've been thinking a lot about this place as an image because yeah. I know it so much like the branded image of America no it's so branded yeah and, fully you know, because you also interface with a lot of like American pop culture and like right that's it like as a European person you're like all the culture that you have been like consuming since you were a child is produced here right so i think it's actually first now here the second time i'm here in the end of the week it's i feel that i kind of understand more the place i am right because in the mm-hmm. beginning i was just seeing these images that i've been seeing before right so i was not approaching them and seeing them as something that i could have right uh, i could like get close to yeah i'll yeah. feel something about by myself yeah it was something when i already got told like how to feel about this right um but also for example i thought like hollywood was i don't know wait did you go to the celine street. thing yeah exactly. <laughs> okay yeah that's like because i feel like that's so quintessential like something you would see on tv honestly about la like yeah. like in a movie it feel because i was at that it was like obviously extremely like over the top and ostentatious and i like, really loved it it I was mean, fun it was much more fun than any fashion party i've been to in a really long time <laughs> really yeah i and you go to a lot you're a fashion girly yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> like in in the scene in the zone but in the fashion zone i don't know i oh, i also just really love like rock and yeah I know Hedy is like the rock. He's keeping the rock alive. I feel like in fashion because like not a lot of people been do like that. This in LA. What? Up at the people look like this. Like everything is rock. Like every fucking party I've been to in LA has been like so indie and <laughs> really everyone looks so <laughs> indie and. I guess. Well, I mean, I think it's really condensed in that space. That's like sort of woven into his like whole branding. Wait. No, but. Okay, I've also been to some specific parties, but for example, the party you had yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you you got in there? No, no. You were we, outside. We were there the, the rain. Day okay. Also. Oh yeah, the ion. And then I was thing. thinking about okay, now I have been like to every party I've been to in LA for the last four days. I've seen the same people. Yeah. And then yeah. Said, well, that is a thing. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. I, that's just fun because then I said it to Sean, also one of our friends, and then yeah. I was like, oh, it's fun. It's Sean all the same Monaghan. people. And he was like. Yeah, but of course, isn't it like that in Copenhagen? I was like, Copenhagen is so much smaller. Really? But I guess it's the same. Yeah. Everywhere. You yeah. Know, like, well, I mean, there's a scene. There's like, definitely then a scene. And we're all kind of like participating in the scene, including Sean. Yeah. So like you're kind of... Circling you're, the scene. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. are other scenes. Yeah. 
not as fun or cool then. But you were DJing there yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. Was it fun? It was fun, yeah. I mean, that it's always kind of like the same there. Like, it's just crazy. And it, I mean, last night was especially crazy. It just gets really packed and like, yeah. Great but, DJ set, by the way. Thank I danced you. my, oh, like, my little heart out. It was really goofy. I was playing some goofy tracks. It was fun. That's cool. Yeah. But the play, this place, what is it called? Okay, and that's we're gonna we're gonna close. Beat that. <laughs> we can just talk about how fun the party was. The dare is cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also funny that you're like talking about how everybody's so like indie. I love indie. Rocker, I forget about indie. But like, also the two parties that you're referencing are so mired in right. that like you know mythos. Indie sleaze. Yeah, like Hedy Slimane, obviously indie sleaze. Yeah, like I iconic like culture producer, and then. um the dare is like the lauded as, clap back. Yeah, somebody yeah. who's like sort of bringing that back yeah but i just feel that's how it is in la you tell me but last time i was here i went to this like gucci party at the chateau maman and it was oh. also so indie i mean yeah gucci's i mean yeah gucci is indie gucci is like the twee indie kind of dramatic 60s yeah high fashion so you're like <clears throat> you're just like kind of moving also in the these chateau specific spaces. is crazy the chateau like similar to the celine vibe i would imagine yeah there's also like the more like kind of like gabber like rave like merge at certain points but there's like some very different like clearly defined aesthetic and actually a lot, a lot of the gabber community was at the celine thing mm. yeah. i just feel like people look <laughs> so stylish to these parties in copenhagen people get shit-faced i mean like danish people drink a lot really mm-hmm. yeah i know that yes yeah yeah there's a health consciousness here for sure yeah i think but people still get pretty i also fucked. feel like people in europe in general like when i was living in paris like also by the way the school i went to Le Bazar, i probably mispronounced that horribly but like also a, like felt like a castle it felt like i was at hogwarts but anyways um yeah when i was in paris um i had been sober for like two years maybe three years uh-huh. and um i had like primarily been hanging out with like sober people and people in la and then i went to paris and that was like when i learned how to like party and like be like around people who were partying without feeling like triggered or anything because i didn't have a choice because like no one was sober and everybody partied super no hard like in paris yeah, yeah like at 9 p.m like they were doing speed as the pregame to mm. go to the parties so that they weren't going to arrive at until one you know that's like, wild and then they were going to be partying until like four or five yeah i feel yeah, like yeah, that's completely normal yeah super normal and that was like yeah yeah i feel like in la a lot of people just do drugs too and don't drink Mm. there's like that also it's yeah but there's weirdly something feels more chic i mean it's it, I, I don't know that's also, so interesting that i, I don't know just that word. no but also i mean i'm from denmark Danes uh-huh. are drinking a lot of alcohol and you know to be shit-faced like that it's just not a chic look you know it can yeah. be rowdy fun mm-hmm. a lot of things but it's not chic you know no, to be like fully. shit-faced um and yeah. here people just you know it's a bit more in control right mm, that's yeah. so interesting because we're having like opposite perspectives yeah of, like you using the term controlled for i mean i guess you're talking more about like aesthetic but yeah and also i mean this is also like a party scene because then you know the danish culture like everyday life is also something else right mm. but it's just like danish relation to alcohol is just pretty dramatic right <laughs> <laughs> really yeah yeah i feel like when i've toured through europe europe i've seen like 
I was in Belgium and people like drink beer at like 10 a.m. and yeah, like in yeah. Germany and shit. And yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, a- you know where I'm from? This like small city called Aarhus. There is, yeah, and it's in Jutland. It's the other part of Denmark. Uh-huh. The, the, the other part, which are not the island where uh-huh. Copenhagen is. Yeah. And then when you go to hotels and stuff like that, so doing like at, at the brunch buffet, yeah. they have like a part of it, which is only like hard alcohol. Oh my god! You know, to get a little shot to wake up on, you know, and that's completely normal. That's like, crazy. That's adults and old people that do it as a little treatment. I wow. mean, treatment, lol. Um, <laughs> that's funny because, like, I also remember in Paris, like, going to lunch and people like sitting by themselves and like having a glass of wine, you know, like, yeah. just like day drinking. But yeah, it yeah. also feels like they're, like, when I see people doing that in LA, there's like a higher like possibility of like them like entering a cycle of addiction or right. something or like it evolving like into something more insidious whereas like in europe i feel like they're like weirdly high functioning i don't know i think like it's still anna up. anna part our friend anna again a dane parties so hard and then like wakes up in the morning and then like writes a grant that's crazy at like 10 like there she's like so she's like one of the most high functioning people I've ever met, and she also parties don't get harder that. than most people I know. Right. But more, many people do that in Denmark. That's what but I'm I saying. But I can't do it. But also, I'm a bit. I mean, hmm, I mean. But you don't do drugs. Who, what? You don't do drugs. No, I don't do drugs. And are um, you willing to talk about your? <laughs> definitely talk about that. <laughs> the guy that I was seeing. No. What marine? The submarine. Oh, the submarine. We gotta talk about the submarine yeah. story the submarine so how to to begin that how to begin well this is kind of on topic with the social like structure of yeah because the consequences of that are like tied back here so i can i i'll i'll lead you i'll set you up i'll I'll, I'll t-ball it for you so um we were in miami we were sitting at dinner and i I don't remember how it came up. Maybe that like Denmark is like such a small town or I don't know something. There's a man who you said was like an inventor or like, like a sort of Elon Musk esque character. No, we call him. Oh, it's not funny. It's not funny because he killed a person, but he was like <laughs> a Danish Elon Musk. He created first a spaceship, which didn't really work, I think, but he was trying. Wait, is this like <laughs> a famous person? Yeah, he became work? really famous, but before that, he was famous in a cultural scene of Copenhagen. So he's like, this is like public domain information. Oh, you just yeah, happen totally. to know him. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see. I mean, because he was a part of this creative environment at Refshalen, this like industrial part of Copenhagen, uh-huh. where there's a lot of music studios and artist lifts and stuff right. like that. Okay. Now it's super gentrified, but because before, it was not and he was this character he had like a big studio where he was building a submarine and there was this podcast about him uh, made by a group like some podcasters in Copenhagen called third year that went super popular okay Um, but a lot of you know friends were there like to parties and right i was there to To his submarine concert or something like that yeah on his boat he both had like a boat and studio and a submarine and he was building this in copenhagen ship and the podcast was about that so crazy and then what year was this that you were going to parties at his that was when i moved to copenhagen um when was that it was maybe 10 years ago okay yeah um oh wow vintage 
What? Yeah, totally. But it was also another scene, you know. It was everyone was obsessed with people that were doing things, you know, right. like extreme in a specific way. Right. Um, people like extreme. Yeah, in but general, not so much anymore. Yeah. It's I've, interesting that you were concerned about your English, but I feel like you're so articulate. I know you're you just great. said extreme in a specific way. <laughs> like you're killing you're so it. good. Are you That's kidding? Cool. Thank you. This is a yeah. But um, okay, so he um, had a lot of people coming down to submarine, right. and I knew people who has also been there on small tours and whatever. Then some summers ago, there was this. Uh, journalist Kim Bal who visited him in his submarine and they should go for like a boat trip I think she was mm-hmm. writing a story on him and she never come back came back because oh. he uh, he killed her and then cut her body apart and <clears throat> I think we're throwing her out in the water oh wait I think I've heard about this yeah I mean yeah. it's never okay murder obviously very bad but like a journalist why like, really bad it was just yeah, it was. It felt like it was also a shock going through the whole of community, course, country, the community and whole right. country of Denmark, and everyone who has been together with him or right. hanging out with him. Or that. Why did he do that? Like, had he done that to other I people? I mean, of course, there is a lot of rumors, right. and I don't know how many of them are like. A you part knew of this the person. Official investigation, right? But I think he. I mean, they found a lot of like. Is it called necrophilia? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like movies on his computer and stuff like that. Oh, that's really. So disturbing. I think he has been like into weird stuff, and then you said he was a part of the BDSM community as well. Yeah, and that's also something that I don't know if it's not like that those things right. are connected. Obviously, you right. can be into, it, but I of mean, I guess that there's kink. Right. I mean, he, I don't know if you can call necrophilia kink. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, I also don't know. I <laughs> moving right along. It's difficult to talk about. But <laughs> sorry, I mean, everybody. But what happened? I mean, it was it was uh, it was really tragic. Tragic. And then he um no yeah so the place where he built his submarine like his studio at Refselin is a techno club now. Uh huh. So every weekend people are like partying hard in still. Play. Yeah yeah yeah. In there's raves. Like people are totally like woke on coke and like his, <laughs> the Peter Masson's sub like studio where he built the submarine and then the small there's a small room where you still have like drawings of the submarines on oh on my like God. the walls. It's what's his name? Peter. Peter Masson. Yeah. Peter Masson. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've this happened how long ago? Ten years ago. No, I mean it happened maybe five years ago. Yeah. I, oh, like I just whoa. went there the first time. Like, yeah. I feel like ago. I've heard about this. That's really crazy. I mean, it's so weird when someone is so like integrated in a social community like that and then that's like fucking crazy why i don't understand why he would like why to a journalist who is like obviously like a public telling, figure telling people yeah. she's going she's going to this place like i mean i mean you shouldn't do that to you anyone you shouldn't do that in anyone in general obviously person, but, like, but like also crazy mark like the like, fact that he would do it in a way that would obviously it would be obvious that she was there like it's like it's like he wanted it to come out it seems like in some way or he him to reveal himself i don't know it feels weird also it, that you know something must have been like going wrong yeah because he was really like a man with pl- like a lot of plans right know, like mm. building a spaceship building a boat like a lot of these things also happen yeah so, well it's also know. like he, clearly he had an interest in power definitely and i think that like being able to degrade someone to that degree is probably like a really intense rush for the whatever neural pathways are like ma- male masculine power or whatever mm. yeah i don't know but then like two years ago i was um 
installing a show at the Copenhagen Contemporary. Uh-huh. Uh, and I remember then the director came down and she was like, oh, Peter Masson just like escaped from the prison. No. Which is close to it because he 3D printed a gun in like the creative workshop of the prison. Wait, he 3D printed a gun in the workshop of the prison? Yeah, yeah. We oh have to talk about God. the prison system. What? Because, because his sentence was 15 years. Right. That's no, the I, maybe more. I can't remember exactly, but you can't get a lifetime. You can't get a life. No. Yeah. So there's like a maximum number, which in and of itself is like crazy. Yeah. And then he 3D printed like a gun. Uh-huh. I don't think you could use it, but he used it to get out of the prison. How? Oh, because he threatened people with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. I see. I get it. It's and also crazy that they have a 3D printer. Why that would they're you? like... But do you think I think it's pretty awesome. I mean, <laughs> not that he did it, but I think the prisons are. I mean, no, the prisons yeah. are cool. Yeah, I think because I mean, does there a lot of like I don't know what kind of like murder is there a lot of murder in Denmark in general? No, it's I probably don't think like so. smaller crimes. Not compared yeah. to mainly, like yeah. Here, yeah. Uh, of course, there is sometimes, right? But, but it's not really like something that happens really often, and that's right. also why I think that this kind of story became really really big right mm-hmm. that's so um, crazy well i mean you were talking about um the prison system about how like nice the prisons are because we, yeah, we were talking been, about like these memes with like pictures from from danish prisons and then something like ah i want to really want to go to this retreat mm-hmm. i mean it's quite beautiful like yeah, many wait, of them because it's so funny because tj was saying in one of our episodes a few yeah though he was saying how he got put in prison at the icelandic airport Okay. And it was like being in a really luxury hotel. Like yeah. it was like yeah. I had a huge bed. I literally just like they told me he I could saw, leave and I went back to sleep. He saw the northern lights from his hotel room <laughs> and slept <laughs> through in a, his prison. A, a king a king bed. Yeah, yeah. I called it a hotel room. But yeah. that's like what it feels I mean, like. Yeah, I think I mean I have never been to prison, but I, I think many of the prisons in Denmark are, I think all of them have like really a really They're good probably quality. nicer than my apartment. Yeah, and I think you can get like a therapist and, you know, like there's a creative <laughs> workshop and maybe a library and, you wow. know, you have a television and, yeah. you know, healthy food. I and can't even like begin that. to touch on American prison yeah. with that. Like, that's so crazy. I don't want to touch it. I yeah. I mean, I, the system here is just easy for it. I mean, because it's like it's so normalized, you know, here it's like so crazy to hear Yeah, to be like faced with like what's actually happening in the rest of the world and that juxtaposed with I what's know, happening it here makes me. you like realize how like i mean yeah there's yeah, and it also tragic. like tied in with the thing about the social structure of like how we have no social services it's like if someone falls through they fall into a system that's like so deeply abusive and not healing to their life like mm. not going to help get them in a place where they could like actually forge their life forward but that's something i can also be super scared about no that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, the whole like law system situation in in america no it's completely jacked like there's no i feel like if you fall through it's so easy to just get stuck there and like it's really sad by themselves out of prison right here yeah um i mean i i don't the bail system in a way is there no bail in denmark no i don't think so what is it so basically like you can like pay bail like what you if you're like charged for a crime yeah um then you're like stuck in prison uh, until the trial and you can like pay bail to get out before your trial comes yeah i don't think you can't do that in Denmark. wow but you can also sort of like in a in a sense you can like buy yourself out of a charge because like you have perhaps access to better lawyers you know things yeah. of that nature so like of course 
monies and access to resources and power are so like intrinsically interwoven in our society here in america i mean i think some of the same things exist in denmark but then it's not just it's not that ex- like extreme you know right. um and everybody has access to lawyers and mm. stuff like that of course some are better than others but it's it's just a completely other system you were saying that you had friends who like do graffiti and stuff and then they like end up you know in danish jail and it's like a yoga retreat or yeah something. it's always like an outstanding <laughs> joke because then you can of course i think that's what you know you can of course then if you get like a fine saying that okay you have to pay this amount of money or you have right. to sit like 20 days in prison then sometimes people can be like okay i'm just sick you know i just take the 20 days in prison because right. it's like it's okay i will just bring a lot of books and right. chill <laughs> but i mean <laughs> it's not it's not something normal right yeah oh thank you Ooh, what is it unboxing should i unbox it yeah let's unbox it will you pass me it has been close thank you Ooh, hot what did you get oh i can't know photos the light was just so good on these photos. i know aren't they I so can't cute know. oh my god look at this asmr oh it's a curtain wow <laughs> well yeah okay <laughs> dang um, well, it's because the room, me and Frank, we moved the bed and now like our bed is right in front of a window and we just have one sheer curtain mm-hmm. and it faces our neighbor's kitchen. Mm. So I'm just like, this feels intimate. Hot for your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> I like don't need that. So um, speaking of you just, you and Frank, you and Frank just moved in with each other. Sorry. Let me handle Yeah, it. we did. Um, God bless. And um, me and Espen were talking about our taste. Me and Espen were talking. Oh God, how long has it been like that? Fuck. <laughs> we're talking about our taste in men. Oh really? How, yeah, we well, liked um, silly. We prioritize silliness, oh, which so, is something that we've discussed. Yeah, I, in the last episode, I was saying how I feel like play is the highest form of intimacy, and me and Frank have been discussing that at length. Was it you, Liz, who talked about like being? beautiful ugly oh oh we talked we talked about the the ugly hot hot ugly ugly binary yeah because we were like looking at someone and we were like this person is hot they're you were like their face their body their personality but i'm not i feel like ugly hot is at an all-time most popular right now yeah like i feel like adam driver has come in and Mm -hmm. made ugly hot yeah like mainstream in a way Mm -hmm. it never has been me. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in the past, historically, men have had a much more standardized form of hotness that's mm-hmm. been that is now kind of outdated to me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's got to be something interesting. Well, because it feels so like manufactured. Yeah, you know, like standards of beauty are so like crystallized. I know? like I like how they're changing. Like I saw this TikTok of a girl who had her eyes spread extra wide, and she was <laughs> like, "I would get." So- the you modeling get, agencies would yeah. be coming at me if I, <laughs> if I actually look like this and i'm like that's actually like true and kind of sick because like i mean walter pierce really did that he really did that yeah um but yeah ugly hot is i think very in right now yeah in an interesting way yeah i mean for how long have you been together with your boyfriend about a year a year okay yeah they're madly in love we're madly in love that's so cute. He's I great. mean, I'm also mad in love with my boyfriend. We've been together for three years now. That's amazing. And he was—he's like kind of my first real 
yeah. boyfriend. And yeah. before that, I was thinking, oh, I can't fall in love, fall in love with anyone. Yeah. Mm. I was just, I don't know. But for me to be in a relationship, it's actually like really sick. I really love it. Yeah. And the whole thing about how, like creating a sexuality together with another person yeah it's just going so um i don't know i i just I, I just think for me in a long time i was spending a lot of time of thinking that relationships were not for me right maybe they mm-hmm. were not maybe it I was because like of too. my boyfriend nikolai that i it, it like it happened it's just but, if it's the right person i feel like it's gonna be good but i also thought it will be like boring or something like that but then i figured out that it actually was more boring for me to just like date random people and always like going on dates talking like totally stories Mm. for me to go deep with something like really like you Mm -hmm. know stay in no completely which is like coming up with so many much more overwhelming feelings no i mean i completely feel the same way i was like i haven't this is my most serious relationship for sure and i feel like before i was like thought I was bad at dating because I would date people who were like not aligned with me and like didn't know how to handle or receive me in a way that would make me my best self Mm. and I feel like now I'm like oh I'm a good like the thing about my I've talked to Frank about this like the thing about a relationship is that he actually makes me feel like oh I'm actually a good person and like Mm. he has so much trust and faith in me that it makes me arrive to my better self oh that's so true i really i really understand what you mean there yeah (laughs) oh that's so good you know and it's like crazy because in the past i've had people who have made me i left the relationship being like i am bad instead of you know i'm good yeah and i feel like i've talked to him and i've been like this is so healing because there are parts where other people have projected insecurity that my personality have brought up for them that have Mm -hmm. made me feel bad and like i'm not good and the parts that made them insecure you water and bring life to and encourage and it makes me feel good and like those parts are good and it heals me so so deeply on like the craziest level and in a way like i didn't even know i was so hurt in those areas too it's it's taken this long like only a few months like in the past month i've realized like this has been so healing for these parts of myself yeah i totally relate to that but what do you think changed for you like did you do something specifically to open up for this kind of a relation you mean like in my in my energy or like life i mean i it's funny i've talked to liz about this like the night i met him i was not gonna leave my house it was new year's eve and i was not gonna go out but i like had already invited people to my house to go before to go out you know so Mm. like I was about to tell everyone, like, never mind, I'm staying in. I was dressed. I'm like, I'm staying in. I can't. Like, I'm going to watch TV by myself. And But then people were already at my door right when I was about to text them. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this is happening, you know? So it was like, but I think the energy of knowing that I was choosing myself Mm. and my needs, Mm. I mean, before situation overtook my needs, which was fine and also is acceptable sometimes, I think that was what was like the final point in myself where i was like oh i'm choosing myself and that brought me someone who would like actually encourage the best parts of myself it's like an iteration of that like old adage where like the second you stop looking yeah no literally that's like a man that's like a version of that like the second that you're like an acceptance that you're like fine and you're enough yeah and that like your love is enough to fill you up then like something i mean i very publicly on the podcast was like i am so fine i don't want anyone yeah i'm like it's like that Whoopi goldberg quote where she's like get married i don't want another man in my house you know Mm. yeah like 
and then someone pulled up the, i mean i don't know if the funniest part was that happened. a few days before i met him i had watched i've historically only dated brunette men who are very not frank looking <laughs> and i have only like that's been it and that the few days before i watched princess bride and there's the prince who's blonde and i was like honestly he's kind of hot. i'm like i get it like like i get it there's you manifested and you i was manifested like him. and he literally walked in and i literally went up to him and was like you kind of look like the guy from princess bride <laughs> okay that, that's how it happened that's how it fucking happened you manifested him no but literally like low-key that guy is cute in princess bride i don't know if you yeah. have you seen I that haven't movie seen it, no it's Whoa. he's like the prince and he has like a little mustache and he's like mm. blonde and when frank walked in i was like well and he was like i don't look like this person and i was like i'm projecting just it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's fine just take it take the compliment no but i, I totally understand like know what you mean i also think i was feeling really guilty also something really yeah, yeah i think yeah before i was thinking that just like there was something wrong with me all yeah the time. Mm-hmm. were you like well, what's your sign? Uh, I'm Cancer Leo Leo. Okay, yeah. So you're, oh, what's wow. Your, that makes so much sense. What's your birthday? Uh, 3rd of July. Okay, cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why do you think it makes sense? Um, well, the Cancer, you're very, like, nurturing. I mean, even the way that you hug and touch is, like, really sweet and tender. Yeah. Um, and then the Leo. Leo, performer. you're a performer. Sharing. Yeah, you're, like... Creative. You're, you really gas people up. You're, like, you know... It's charismatic really in me because i'm using so much time of being like afraid of stuff yeah but then like just like crossing all limits sometimes you know yeah. it's, it's like this mm-hmm. opposite boundaries are like yeah shifting totally moving. completely all the yeah. time yeah i have a leo rising what i have a leo oh, yeah. rising and you do too yeah yeah cute love yeah wait so you felt like you were um bad kind of related to what you said about mm, i just felt that there was something wrong with me yeah you know, that that i the way had you I had bad relationships connect, before it was just really difficult for me to feel uh, that i could share in these spaces yeah I mean, in relation i could have like really close relationships to friends and to right family mm-hmm. and to yeah mm-hmm. really close to my sister like, yeah you know, all these kind of things but when it comes to like a romantic relationship it was just not dif- it was so difficult for me to right feel safe in it yeah mm-hmm. and that made yeah me build up so many walls around me yeah that it was a horrible place to be in right um and i think for me also sex and love was so disconnected yeah mm. i think uh, that's really common yeah in the world Hookup i culture. feel like yeah i mean i think also like we're talking about like how you like learn to find self-love and like accept yourself and then like someone comes in but i think part of that also is like the antithesis of what you're describing is like meeting somebody who appreciates you where you're at right. and like really, you know, takes I mean, you as you are. I guess what I'm trying to say is like part of it is not just you. I think the you part is like attracting that person, right. like working on yourself enough to like attract someone that's like secure and like appreciates those parts of you because you're just being your truest self. So you don't have to like perform anything. That person is like attracted to your like most honest version of yourself but i think like there's also some credit that should be given to like like that the right person you know what i mean yeah sure and then i also think that what we kind of grew up with i mean at least okay talk about myself like as like a lefty like artist i mean there was this like whole 
sex positive feminism right. mm. queerness uh, which I also really appreciate but also can see have a lot of problems mm-hmm. inside of it and I think I really grew up in this like community of parties and stuff like that where we just like said we have as much sex as possible with as many people right. I mean, like not Same. you know but, but yeah. th- this whole like vibe yeah mm-hmm. and then I just think that well it's also like I feel like there was a thing of like are you valuable if you people want you like mm. how many people want you it, and there's like been value in that historically which has been toxic to i think a lot of people yeah yeah i've been talking a lot with my friend maya you also know maya right uh, habitual body monitoring oh maya. yes 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 yeah she's a super good friend mm-hmm. of mine she's like an artist and activist and we've just been talking a lot about it because she's been like she's researching a lot in this yeah, field and yeah. she's yeah. really like sex critical now but mm. went from like being sex positive yeah, to being like yeah. sex critical yeah. and I think that's called like uh, shift somehow yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I can really relate to that because now I can also see a lot of problems in yeah. that way of I don't know understanding the, the world understanding like sexuality right well I think I it's really relate to that it's weird because it's like projected as freedom like oh mm. sex positivity is freedom but it's like it's not freedom if you're being pressured into believing that is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like, there's only freedom if you're, like, actively discovering what's best for you, you know? And, like, to be told, this is the way to feel, like... I mean, I saw a bunch of people on TikTok writing about how, like, this has been a ploy by the guy, the men trying mm. to, like, get in, like manipulate people into like fucking more or something i forget exactly how there was a more prolific way they put it i'm not well as versed i mean it's like reactionary at least for me it was like i talk about this all the time but like growing up in like a really like sexually repressed like culture and like you know middle america like it felt like radical and like reactionary to be like actually i do sex (laughs) and it's I'm not going to hell. Yeah. Um. And then, <laughs> but anything that's is like that, what you came from? Yeah. Texas. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like really religious. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of my uncles and cousins like married their their like high school sweetheart. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a part of America that I still like. Yeah. Haven't seen yet. Yeah. I mean, you've been you you've been you know canoodling with the coastal elites. And the, yeah. You know. I'm always getting surprised. Also, this whole like Balenciaga gate, for example, on Instagram. Yeah. I'm seeing like all these people like, they, they are satanic and stuff. I'm like, who is using the word satanic? Like, you yeah. know, what, what is going on? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. There's the yeah. whole like cabal, QAnon, yeah. you know, discourse. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but sorry to interrupt you. No, I don't even remember what I was saying. Well, I guess what I'm saying is anything that's like reactionary isn't like hinging on your desires. Yes. It's like hinging. It's like pushing against Get- something that's separate from you. Yes. You so know? true. Yeah. I hate reacting. Yeah. I just want to live independent of any. There's, I remember when I was younger, I discovered this thing called phenomenology. Yeah. And it's like you ignore all science and you live independently and like you create your own um, like ideas about things based on your experiences. So like if you believe gravity exists, you would like prove to yourself that gravity, like you would try to resist uh-huh. that. And I've always thought that was really exciting. I could be totally not saying that correctly, the whole thing, but I, that's how I received it when I was younger. That's okay. We love spreading misinformation on yeah. Hag's Pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's right. It's like all about like just your own, your internal relationship to reality and like that being true. So, But do you think that's a really like LA thing that people can 
be here and live their own life because that's what people always say but i was a bit like is it true what the thing about that you the cool thing about la is that you can live and create your own reality and you don't have to be a part of the real world and i'm a bit like yeah you can do that if you have money yeah Mm, yeah Yeah. Yeah. well Mm. i'm in a way though that is true because like you know for example like i can wear what i want to wear and express myself as i want to express myself here um in a way that i can't in texas right. you know it's not even mm. doesn't even really feel safe to wear like something like a little slutty you know right um yeah i don't know Ella. so in a way there is like more like freedom to be yourself and i like express yourself i don't know if you can create your own reality i think that is tied to like privilege i think you know? there's just like people have an easy time disassociating here because like there's so much glitz and mm. it's like pretty accessible that like you can go down to like the viper room and disconnect from like yeah the amount of debt you have on your credit card yeah be a part of some sort of like yeah you know gilded like mythos. fever dream yeah. vibe yeah mm-hmm. which i think like that la has like a living fantasy thing which i think is like exciting for people and it's growing more and more, I think, with the TikTok phenomena in L.A. I mean, yeah, I mean, social media in general is like you can kind of become anything like, you know, a micro niche celeb. Yeah. And like that doesn't necessarily manifest in actual like resources, you know? Yeah. I also am realizing I haven't had any caffeine. But oh, you, don't, you-, do you, you don't have caffeine here, do you? Um, I don't think we do. Sophia always goes to get coffee. Okay, good. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's fine. It's perfect. <laughs> I love it. There was maybe like 10 minutes into the pod where I was like, oh shit, your girl is tired. But do you think that, okay, so all this like social media, everyone can become like a micro slab on mm-hmm. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, so the new reality, just to go back to the like Celine party and this whole like indie, mm-hmm. indie sleaze LA. Yes. What is... Is that maybe also why... Do you think it's a reaction to that? Like, the rock star is back somehow. Like, we, we need, like, real icons. Everyone can be a micro-celeb. I know. I don't know. I'm, I'm confused about the current state of pop culture, honestly. Like... Well, it's, like, so expanded. There are so many different ventricles. Everything is popular right now to me. Like, from my vantage point, at least, on the internet. Like, Indie Sleaze is coming back, but also, like a lot of other aesthetics are in that are like not necessarily coinciding well the culture the cultural like hegemon is like crumbling right which is to say like the mainstream kind of thing is like being like spread out and stretched amongst like many different like platforms right you know so there doesn't it doesn't feel like there's one like kind of singular like hegemonic structure in the same way that there has been historically right I just think our relation to social media will change completely do, during the next years. And How I, do you feel like it will? I just feel that the way that people are using social media so much everywhere, like, you know, yeah. like kids and I mean, all this kind of thing. I think it will be a bit like smoking, you know, in the yeah. 50s when you look at pictures where right. people yeah. are smoking in the classroom and in the totally. airplane and in the train. I think, you know, we were the first, first generation growing up with like a before and after social yeah. media. And I think now when we get more information about what it does to us and yeah. to our, um, what it does to our minds and our idea of ourselves and in relation to depression and anxiety and stuff like that, yeah. I just think it will change. And of mm-hmm. course, it will still be there and it will be like super important. Yeah. But I, 
don't know why I'm saying this. Maybe it's because I maybe think could there be something in also this reaction, like this right. going back to the idea of the rock star right. as an image of something that I may be bigger than just like indie sleeves, but more like an right. idea of going a- not analog, but going back to something that are like not digital. Mm. I read about um, there's uh, this movie on I think Netflix. It's called like the social it called the social dilemma yes oh yeah. god and they, yeah and that talks Stress me the fuck out yeah that one's crazy and like it talks so much about how it affects young like teenage girls like i mean also everyone but like it's been really detrimental to young teenage girls health and like i mean i'm sure like i think i think it's like levels of depression and anxiety among young girls is like at an all-time high because of it and it's really so scary it's and there's i think what's fucked up about it is there's no like dialogue or narrative around like teaching people to have a healthy relationship to their self-image like in school Mm -hmm. like i feel like with facetune and all this shit like there are people who of all ages too who are like affected by thinking that however they look needs to be altered significantly on a constant basis Mm -hmm. and it's like because there's this strange like precedent being set by kardashians or whoever that's like not necess- like not possible for pretty much anyone i mean they don't even look like how they look online which is crazy no i follow like an instagram account that like shows like like celebrities like doctored photos and like yeah. like red carpet Celeb photos face or whatever yeah. yeah yeah and then like photos of like them the same day but like on like an iphone without right. good lighting and you like see the texture of their skin and you're like, oh, you're just like a normal. That's like a bot. That's just a normal body. But the whole idea about the power of the image somehow, yeah, I think, just completely escalated with social media. Yeah, and like the image became even more powerful than it was before, and it was powerful before as yeah. well. So I think <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, with like post the invention of like the television and pop yeah. culture, I just. Thing. I'm paying a lot about it in my art practice because it's always about creating these scenarios that are getting mm-hmm. photographed and then right. the echoes and the escalation of this image. Right. Um, I just think because in Denmark there have been a lot of discussion as well about young people being super depressive and super anxious and all these kind of things. And yeah. then they're like, oh, it's because, you know, there's too much pressure in the school system. And I'm right. like, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's also because of Instagram. Right. Mm. You know, people are not going there directly and I will do that for sure. And it's yeah. not that I'm like, critical on social media it's more about yeah i am but it's not i don't think we should close it or something like that it's no. not that mm-hmm. what i'm saying i just think it will be really cool to maybe have a critical approach to yeah, the image you know yeah. and mm-hmm. if we learn people in school yeah more about image i mean it should be like being an image your sex life is ed an image. sex ed i think it should be this i mean there's obviously terrible sex ed i mean in my experience in america but um, I feel like if th- that system and also a system uh, like around that would be really helpful for literally everyone. I mean, no one has like a sound relationship to the internet. Like you can get pretty close to having a sound relationship, I think, but I don't think anyone's fully exempt from like the toxic behaviors that being chronically online create. I don't know. Yeah, but also like image images are a lot controlling also i mean like in relation to politics you yeah know, it's so important like what you said about before with the kardashians and you know 
I don't know. I just think that it, no matter where you are and what kind of political system, the image is so important in relation to what kind of power you can access. It's true. So in relation to also understanding democracy and politics, you yeah. need to have a critical approach to image. the images yeah. that you are surrounded with. Yeah. Um, and I think it will be really cool to have like more critical discussions about yeah. the images that are surrounding us. Yeah, I think that is incoming eventually for sure. I mean, like that is the only way for things to go i think with like the rise of social media and stuff like there has to be a, a response and like a more critical vantage point i think coming soon i've seen so, like some interesting takes coming up on tiktok but there's obviously not like an organized like system of criticism right now which i think will be good when it happens i mean even the use of like filters mm. yeah. you know where it's like you're like, oh, I want to see what I look like with no eyebrows. Right. And you're like, I look so good without, yeah. with like bleached brows. But then you realize you look so good because like the filter is distorting your features. Yeah. Mm. You know, I know. it's like giving you like bigger lips and like a pointier nose and like fuller cheeks and like. Yeah. I know, you know. it's disturbing. And then you take off the filter and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Do I, that's my, that's what people see. Yeah. That can be scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But is there anything else that we want to explore as a group in our time here today? I think we've touched on some really beautiful topics. Yeah. Love, um, sex critical, social. Murder. Murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Wait, how much longer are you here? As I'm leaving tomorrow. Oh, oh my god! But I'm gonna, I will come back in February. Oh, cool! Because I'm doing like, do you know the artist Sylvie Fleury? Who is that? She's a Swiss artist, really iconic. Um, but I'm doing a project with her for Felix Art Fair at the Roseville Hotel. Oh, cool! So we're doing. I want to come. That's in February. That's in February. Yeah. Mm. So we're doing these. Um, yeah, sculptures, 200 sculptures that will float around in the pool. Oh, my wow. God. It's called Medusa's hair, and it's these, like, silver alien snakes that will float around. So, so sick. Be in the middle of it, in the water. Oh, my God, I need to come. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I mean, it's it's fun to come back also. There's something about, there's something bringing me back to LA all the time. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to move here. I don't know. That'd oh, my cool. God, please, please, please. <laughs> that would be so fun. Wow, I hope. Bring the boyfriend. Hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The boyfriend I'm excited is about how my What does he do? Your boyfriend? He's a painter. Oh, and he's the same height as Espen really? and they share clothes. Yeah, yeah, we share. <laughs> Wait, I want to see How tall pictures. are you, Espen? What? How tall are you? Uh, 2 meters. Oh, what fuck. is that? <laughs> Literally no idea. You seem like 64 or something to me. Can you look up 2 meters? I feel like he's taller. But everybody always thinks we like brothers really yeah that's even hot out, like in the supermarket they're like oh so you're twins and we're like no <laughs> and like oh but you're brothers right and we're like no we're boyfriends oh <laughs> that's so cute but i don't think we look that much like each other um do i have some here oh my god so cute oh my god gorgeous wow wait you guys are so this is hot wait let me see let me see Oh, oh my god. god. I have to put this in the video. I'm going to steal some of these screenshots for the video. You guys are really hot. This is crazy. What the fuck? What the fuck? Wait, yeah. look at how tall t two meters is, will you? Yeah. I don't know. I will I bring think him in February. Please bring oh my god, him. Fine. I want to meet him. Wait, That's so cute. I love people being in love. 
Everyone deserves to be in love. For sure. It's the best feeling. Wait, this is so embarrassing that we have to look up two meters. No, this is totally normal. Six seven. You're six foot seven? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right? Holy. No, wait, six six. Okay, yeah. Six six point seven. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. You're tall. You're you're tall as fuck. Yeah. You're a lot taller than me. It was so fun, like playing with you in the performance because you're just like giant you could just like drag me around <laughs> i felt like a little baby or something it was literally so fun feeling tiny is really fun oh so fun like, i loved i had like chili one of the other performers on my shoulders uh-huh and then i was running and then she was whispering in my ear like throw me into the middle of the flower and then i was like just doing it and it was just uh-huh. so because she's much smaller than me also uh-huh. and i'm not, it's not that i'm strong or anything right it's more like you know it was just like because I'm so much bigger, it was just uh-huh. like, bro- like right. I could literally throw her in. I <laughs> love <a flower>. that. <laughs> it's amazing the difference in size we have as humans. We get to experience so much with each other. I don't yeah. know. I've been thinking about this because, like, because you're tiny. Because I'm tiny and Frank is big, and I'm like, I want to make you feel tiny, but I never can. But I'm like, I wish you could feel how small and safe I feel right do now. You, do you ever do big spoon? <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I'm I'm not like big enough to really cover the the land. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you're just like mid back, like head and mid back, like, yeah. like a little weird koala on a piece of bamboo. <laughs> more, but it's more like koala bamboo. I like big spoon. I like kind of like gender role reversal. I used to have. I to kind of like feeling like daddy sometimes. I think I have big spoon trauma, to be honest. Oh Why? Because I've dated like really tall, lanky men who have made me big spoon them mm. a lot. Why? Oh. Was it like a fetish thing or? <laughs> no, it was just like I was kind of like the dynamic was complicated. Mm. Yeah, and probably I just, maternal. I felt like I you had dealt to with like, unhealed men. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. See, see. And I was big spooning a lot, so now like I am really anti. Mm. I've like I've, sw- I've yeah you're in your divine feminine I'm so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, my, <laughs> I'm in my divine small spoon <laughs> era, <laughs> little spoon era. But yeah, I love that for you. I like I like gender reversal role stuff yeah. though but i just the spoon stuff i can't yeah i can't with that mm-hmm. i need to be little yeah you are <laughs> and so you will be and so yeah well this has been so fun I i'm know. so glad you came Espen. thank you Espen. yeah i'm yeah. so excited also to come back again and see you again yeah i'm so excited what will happen with my ad now because now i feel more comfortable in america you know I'm, yeah I think you're so growing my ad practice is about like being scared of america scared <laughs> and fascinated at the same time yeah but maybe my ad will like completely i'm change. also scared and fascinated with america okay, yeah just, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we like skate and scared yeah. and fascinated yeah. together yeah 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 we're out okay. here yeah that's a good place to be no yeah. fully it's a sublime right yeah it's like ecstasy and terror yeah, yeah. That's that's the yeah that's the ideal spot yeah the edge of it all yeah yeah and then you will have come visit me in Copenhagen oh yeah let's yeah. go to we'll Copenhagen do a round two, the Copenhagen version <gasps> oh my god I'm so down hags do Copenhagen that's lit yep. I mean we need to find <laughs> a reason up. to go if you want to bring us to Copenhagen <laughs> yeah if you want to bring us to Copenhagen I'll I listen hook me up with some galleries I will if you want to commission me to play shows or DJ yeah. Okay. okay okay let's go this is like a plan okay let's uh-huh. go for summer 2023 <laughs> oh yeah summer 2023 okay we did it all right thank you so much thank you for this was lit yeah cheers lit
cheers happy hags everyone happy hags more soon have a very merry hags um have there's merch incoming very soon oh yeah more and it will be revealed but there's some on patreon yeah if you're a subscriber at the expensive tier yeah anyway there it's really cute it's cute okay bye bitches bye bye bitches bye bye bitches bye bye bitches